are listening to Off Our Game Podcast. This is episode 21. We are about an hour-long sports podcast run by regular Joes. Listen, hopefully, by regular Joes, too. We are coming to you again on another Tuesday night, guys. So I am joined by two great gentlemen, as always. My name is Brandon Sosa. My first gentleman is Brian Cook. Welcome, Brian. Yeah, uh, go Texans. Go Texans. <laughs> Dude, they played great this weekend. I, I know you didn't miss. I know you, you didn't just, see it. Just because of defense. Because you, you yeah, were napping. I, don't even say it. You I were was napping. Na- I was napping. You were napping. You didn't even watch it. I, I watched it till halftime, and I, I took a nap. Mm. Yeah, that's bad karma. Yeah, I, I was tired. I had to. I had to get some sleep. You napped. They made a great comeback. Even I watched it, and but they fell short, and that's okay. Yeah, it fell short. We just need to get some defense. It's a little bit, just a little bit, man. So our next gentleman, hey, he was here a couple of weeks ago. He decided to come back because he loved the company. John Hamilton, what's going on? Good. Good to be back. Thanks for having me. I really yeah. wanted to be on last week. Raiders won. Texans won. Aggies won. So I'm glad. T- technically, they had a bye last week, so the Raiders have still won. So <laughs> I'm, still, you, I'm still going off that high. Do you win the bye? Is that what it is? Do you win yeah, the bye? I'm, when you're a Raider fan, you take whatever you can get. Okay. <laughs> No, I can't win the, the Texans by. Dude, that game, that game against the Chiefs was impressive. I have to give the Raiders' defense a lot of credit for that win. I did not see that happening. That and throwing the ball deep over the top with rugs was brilliant. Uh, yeah, you could see Buffalo was kind of trying that last night. But mm-hmm. I think with the rain and, and Allen was just a little bit off on some of those deep throws. Yeah. I'm so. sorry, did you say give the Raiders' defense some credit? Didn't they score 48 points? I mean, but if you hold the Chiefs down below what you scored, I mean, that's a win in my opinion. Yeah, that's, it's a that's, win. It's a win. Okay, it's locked down. Right. I, I'm just—it's—it's it? it's, it's not still block D. It's not locked down. <laughs> I didn't say it was going to be locked down defense, but if did you the uh, Texans beat the uh, Chiefs, <laughs> we didn't let them score won? 48. But no, we didn't. Uh, mm-hmm. right, you didn't you... score 48. <laughs> I, I don't think we're even 60 seconds into the that show. I mean, that, that was Bob's fault. Who's Bob. Uh, he doesn't control the defense now. Come Man, on, Bob. Now. If Bob wasn't here, we'd have scored more points. Mm. It's already mm. going off the rails. Yeah, it is. We even so. got to the intro. Sorry. You know who the yeah. passer is in the NFL? Dak Prescott. Yeah, I was going to say Dak Prescott. <laughs> you take Dak Prescott out. I have active members. Oh, okay. Mr. <laughs> Sean Watson. Good. Well, that's because he, he has to run for his life and score 40 points every week. Hmm. You know? Well. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even look convinced. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, shoot, man. Well, hey, what's going on, guys? How y'all been? John, how's the week been? How's it been since the last show, man? What's going on? Uh, it's good. Uh, nothing really right home about. Oh, uh, I just want to say for our international guests, uh, I, I did a little research here. So uh, in China, uh, ni hao <laughs> for the German, hello. And for the Irish, hello, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I think that was that's a rough <laughs> translation, but I think that's how they say hello over there. Okay. Wow. Nice. <laughs> what the heck happened? I don't know. That's what the internet told me. I don't know. Uh, wow. You can't you can't trust the internet all the time. I didn't John. think Singapore was a part of China. <laughs> well, speak, I mean, they're pretty I much. Know. You just like I don't know. I you just like caused all kinds school. of issues over there, man. It's like a big. That's like a big deal. They don't want to be part of China. Okay. Well, here uh, I looked this up too. It, because I knew I would offend them. Sorry, Baishin. Ooh, there you go. I like it. I don't know if I said that right. It, was, it sounds <laughs> really good. I learned, I learned the other day in my training class how to count to 10 in Japanese. I learned that the other day. 
why did you need to learn how to count to 10 in Japanese for your training class? Because it was about, it was about learning how to uh, create accelerated learning. So you did different uh, clue words to learn what the numbers were in Japanese. So it was just called accelerated learning. That's like the multiplication by nine. You've seen the multiplication by nine, right? Yeah. So nine times one is nine and 18, 27, 36. It's like that. So you give, you give clue words for accelerated learning. So there you go. Yeah, you can do it. There you go. Just like this. You can do it. <laughs> Same thing. So whenever you're trying oh, to teach man. somebody to learn something quickly, you give something some kind of clue words or something that's quick so you can learn it quick. Like I didn't know this the other day. I learned this from a guy that was teaching the class about the five senses. You just put your hand on your face, like your thumb on your, uh, the thumb on your you ear. You let some guy put his hand on your face? Nah, on his face. Like this is the five senses like this. The five senses just right here. I was no, like, oh, okay. that's genius. Five senses. There you go. Five fingers, five senses. There you go. Anyway, how was your week been, Cook? How was your week? It's been a week. How have you been? I'm not exactly sure what's going on. I'm so tired <laughs> that I'm not sure if I'm imagining this or if this is really going yeah, This is it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like I told you earlier, I've had like four hours of sleep in 48 hours. I'm tired. Yeah, I'm surprised you're actually making it right now. Eh, you know, I took a little 20-minute John Hamilton power nap earlier. Oh, that, I love those. What does that mean? What are I love like a good those? power nap. Like I can just like, like lay down for like 10 minutes and then just go to sleep and then wake up and I'm good. I can't yeah, do that. He's, he's good for Yeah, these, most people yeah. can't. Their power naps are great. I can't do that. My, my, my wife naps like on Sundays, like at, right after church or something or after lunch or something. And I can't do that. I'm, I'm not a napper at all. I just. Oh, if I, I nap, it's like I got to sleep two or three hours in a line. It's, it's, yeah. that's what I call a nap usually. So, okay, John, so you can lay down and like put your head on the pillow and be gone like that. And then 10 but, and usually like I'll come home from work and I'll just be, you know, beat. And I'll just kind of like crash on the couch. I'll, yeah. I'll purposely kind of be somewhere public, like yeah. out. So like a noise will wake me up yeah. and I'll just be like, close my eyes, 15 minutes, something will wake me up and I'm good to go. Man, I can't do that. Yeah. It, 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 it's a pretty uh, good skill to have. It is a good skill to have. I don't know. How, you, how do you train yourself to do this? Is it a Jedi I, thing? Well, you know, it's typically yeah, an old man thing. Uh, it, it, <laughs> oh, so I'm, almost, I'm almost there then. So um, the nap there, after then. after work is an old man thing. Oh, okay. You just have to do that. Or, okay, or so napping I, at or napping at lunch. I got five more years then, right? I got five more years, and I can start doing this. Basically, that's what I'm hearing. John, do you nap at lunch? <laughs> do you nap at lunch? work? No. You know, like sit in the truck and take a nap. In Texas, you would die. Bones used, used to do that. Bones would drive down to the park and take a nap in his truck. And he's still oh. he's still alive. Wow, yeah, I'm well, surprised. No, it's Mullins. He has like vampire blood. Like maybe in my younger years, like when, you know, you're up till two or three in the morning doing God knows what, maybe then, but not now. Wow. Man, sleep 101. There you go. Old man there sleep. Old man That's sleep, it. everybody. When you turn 45, you can power nap for 20 minutes and get up like it's nothing. So Everyone under 40 just turned it off. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I can't relate to this. I'm going to keep moving on to the next show. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, we got a lot to talk about, so let's get started. I'm gonna, I put a few things in the beginning of this thing because I thought it was interesting. First of all, did y'all see that knockout by Joaquin Barkley? Did you see the dude get just straight up just blasted in the face and like stoned there for half a second before he fell down? Did you it see was, this? It was brutal. Dude, it was awesome. It was, it was brutal. brutal, too. I'm surprised his nose didn't go through his brain on that kick but it was a great knockout Speaking John, being old, it's it? like the older you get it did like, not see this sorry sorry cook. No, it's okay it's just like i said the older you get on these things it used to be it's like oh damn that dude got knocked out and that's like oh man that was brutal it was though he's gonna be hurting tomorrow yeah that's what i was thinking so i, I mean he just caught him oh dude it was nasty dude so so the guy the guy came with a front kick right and he grabbed his ankle 
And the did the dude just twisted like a round kick and str- I mean straight in the face, dude. I'm talking about like nose, mouth, and wow. just froze him hard steel. And then the dude fell down backwards. He kicked him so hard his brain shut off, and the rest of his body was like, "What? We're still digging? We're doing stuff, right? Nope. Okay, I guess we're not." Yeah, just, <laughs> that yeah, was it. it. It was it was bad. It was like those dudes you see knocked out in those videos that are standing, laying down in the street, and their arms are up. Oh, like, yeah. it was like that. It was just it was nasty. And Dana, Dana White gave him an extra two hundred grand that night for that knockout. I was like, "Wow, an extra two hundred grand for hitting somebody in the just, face just because, just like, hey man, good kick." It was a good kick, and I guess I don't know. I don't know if it was viral, if it was because it's they so have clear what of, it was. They got some sort of thing they do where they get a bonus for or something like that. They do, and so he got an extra two hundred grand at the end of the night last night. That yeah, that night, that was a couple of weeks ago, of course. But yeah, it so. Nasty. It was nasty. Okay, so the butt interception, I threw it on here real fast because I thought it was kind of interesting. But I, I looked at it, and I wasn't quite impressed. I'm not going to lie. I was not that impressed with the butt interception. Cook, you posted it. Did you like it? Yeah, I thought it was great. You thought it was great? I thought it was a great catch. Oh, Why did you not I, think it was a great catch? I just underwhelmed because I thought it was something else. Like it fell on the back of him, and he caught it or something. And it, the one of you knuckleheads nah. in the catch. Nah. I could make, I could, John could make that catch. Come on now. No, you haven't wow. seen John catch a football. <laughs> I, I can catch a ball better than you. Uh, no, sir. <laughs> anyway, I threw Please. it up there, and then I saw the I saw the video, and I was like, eh, maybe not. But interception, no. I give it a thumbs down. I'm sorry, Cook. I do. I give it a thumbs down. Hmm, okay, so, thumbs down for you too. I agree. So for you both. Wow. Two thumbs down. <laughs> All right. What's next? So, don't post any more videos. It's <laughs> like, keep moving along. <laughs> okay. I didn't know about this matchup until after the fact because I read the article and I, well, I heard a, bit, a little bit about it, but I wasn't that intrigued. Anyway, there's a huge boxing match. I'm going to probably mess up this dude's name. Lomachenko versus Lopez. Apparently, Lopez was the underdog. He pulled off the upset. He uh, now has unified all four belts, which is, let me make sure I get this right. The WBA, the WBC, the IBF, and the WB. WBO lightweight champion. He unified all four belts. It was a unanimous decision. I read about it. Did anybody else read about it? I thought it was pretty interesting. I saw it on ESPN. I did not see the fight, though. I didn't see the fight either. I just saw the advertising for it. Did not see the fight. I didn't either. Apparently, Lopez threw a – I mean, it was a strategic fight. It was great fight all the way through. Unanimous decision. I want to watch the rematch. They're already talking about it. I'll tell you what. If it happens, pay-per-view on me. We'll watch it. We'll figure it out. We'll break it down and we'll analyze it. But I thought it was just really good. So it's on me. Okay. Pay-per-view on me. Just because. There I you go. So. All right. Write and anybody else there? Write that down, right. somebody. Uh, Cook, you got that? I got audio uh, proof of it. Audio proof. <laughs> audio proof. All right. Let's get to the main points of the show, everybody. So I want to kick this off again because we kind of cut it short and I wanted to get into it just a little bit because I love debating this part of it. Okay. NBA, LeBron, Michael, debate. We're going to continue it just a little bit more. I like it. Somebody jump in with me. We talked a little bit about it last time. I want to deal deeper. So my whole issue with the LeBron-Jordan debate about who's the great is the opponents that each of these players faced in the finals. And if you notice in what I put out there, guys, I listed basically who he's beaten in the playoffs, on the playoffs, in the finals. And the resume for me doesn't stack up to Jordan's. John, what did you think about his opponents? Who's defeated in the finals for his rings? Uh, I look at it like this. So, like, growing up, you know, I grew up during the Jordan era, and it was, like, Michael Jordan was the man, right? So then LeBron comes along, and for a while I was like, he, he doesn't hold anything to, to Jordan. 
And then he started stacking up all these records for going to championships, going to championships, going to like consecutive seasons and all this. I'm like, whoa, you know, maybe I got to kind of look at this different. Maybe I'm just being, you know, kind of stubborn. Okay. And then he starts losing all these championships, right? Okay. And so then I just – and people say you can't compare them, you know, different kind of players and all that. So I just look at it like this. If, if you had Jordan on a team and you had LeBron on a team and you had comparable people surrounding them, you know, not just a bunch of scrubs, but, you know, he's got his Pippen, he's got his uh, either Dwayne Wade or Davis or whoever, and then a couple other fill-in guys, and they were to play each other, I think Jordan wins because he's going to will his team as long as – they're kind of evenly matched. You know, they both are, are championship caliber teams and they met. I think Jordan would will. Like, he, he's, if he's even got a lesser team, I think he can make them rise. That, okay. That's the way I look at it. If they had two separate teams and they played each other, Jordan's team would win. Okay. I like the point. I like the point. Cook, what, what did you see with the layout here and the opponents? I'm sick of the discussion. Oh, it's just, it's, it's tiresome. It really is. I mean, don't be wrong. 10 championships. That's great. He won four. If Jordan made the 10 championships, he'd have 10 championships. That's just is what it is. It's just Jordan's the greater player. And look, I mean, who, who's going to sit here and say, you know, he's a greater player. He's a greater player, but who cares? I mean, if he's one and the other one's five, who gives a crap in the grand scheme of things? Mm -hmm. It's about, it's all about who has the most rings in my opinion. So I think Jordan was the better player anyways. Um, like you said, I think Jordan was. I mean, go back and watch the Last Dance again. You know, if you didn't watch the Last Dance, you're you're that's criminal. You should be watching the Last Dance and check that out. So, yeah. do you think uh, Bill Russell is the best player of all time? He's got eleven rings. No, no, no. I'm talking about comparing these guys. I think just, uh, just those two between okay. those guys. I'm going with Jordan. Okay. Well, okay. I think Jordan's the greatest of all time. Period. But let me ask. So, for you, you're throwing statistics out. You don't care what LeBron's statistics are as a career, as a whole, whether he gets the, you know, all-time points scored, any of those things, that doesn't matter to you. You're talking about it's, it's the dude. Tangibles. Yeah. Okay. His, okay. his strive for greatness, his leadership, his um, holding the team accountable. You know, when the team wasn't able to do it, he just threw him on his back and took him. Okay. And All he right. could just take him. He won. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can, I'm, I, I'm on board with that. I, when I put this out here, like I said, I, was, I read the article, and his point was basically – it wasn't just the opponents, but it was the people that he led to the championship. And I was like, okay, I can get on board with that a little bit as far as, you know, taking, but I was like, Dwayne Wade already won a championship before he got there. No offense, but Kyrie Irving hit the big shot in game seven. And then uh, sure you did, you did swipe that, you know, that shot off the, off the backboard and play some great defense, but Kyrie Irving took the shot. I mean, you beat, uh, you beat Durant when he was young. So the only one that I'm impressed with really is the Spurs in seven and then the Golden State's in 73, that 73 week, that 73 win team. Other than that, I don't see anybody on his resume that really impresses me in the finals. And then even the Spurs one, I mean, you needed Ray, Ray Allen. Allen to hit a miracle in the corner. You did. You did. He didn't take so, that shot. Yeah. So I'm with you on that. And so, and then after, the, I mean, even after that, I mean, then the, the uh, Warriors won the next two championships after that win against him anyway. So my, my, I, had, I think his argument is flawed in his article as far as who Jordan de- defeated versus who LeBron led because these guys were already cal- high-caliber basketball players. They were already superstars already. So in my head, it's not the same thing. It's not like you took a team that was at the bottom and you rose them to the top. I don't see that at all. So I think his I mean, argument Jordan is flawed. Did. 
when he went to Chicago, they were nobody. They were Ex- straight trash. Exactly. So not that I don't Cleveland like- was the greatest either, but I mean they 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 loaded that team immediately. Yes. Yeah. They did. So I think it's a flawed argument in his in his article. Um, but anyway, we'll keep moving on. I'm with you. I think Jordan is still the greatest of all time. And yeah, I agree with John too. If Jordan was against LeBron, equal equal opponents. I think Jordan would totally trash that guy. Not in a bad way, just like when it came down to taking a shot, Jordan's going to take it. Oh, I think it would be in a bad way. I think he'd be trashing him and talking trash about it too. Oh, sure. he would. Oh, he would. Jordan. Great. I'd oh, love yeah. to see it. I, w- I wish we could see it. Uh, I mean, the, the game where Jordan was sick, right, or poisoned or whatever they said he was, and he, he you know, threw the team on his back and they won that game. Think about when uh, – LeBron was playing the Spurs. I don't remember what year it was, and the air conditioning went out. <laughs> yeah, he cramped up. He couldn't play. Like, he yeah, was like I'm done. Like, there's no AC. I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> he, he couldn't run that. up and down the court. So. I forgot about that. I yeah, remember that? I, I ran a marathon like the week after that, and people were holding up signs, and they were like, uh, "If this was LeBron, he'd be cramping by now." Like they had him signs like that during the during the run. That's great. <laughs> That's good. Let's keep it on NBA. We have some more news. I was totally surprised by this. Cook hit this one off. Daryl Morey steps down as the GM of the Rockets. I did not see that coming. I thought it was time, though. Anyway, your initial thoughts, and do the Rockets need to start thinking about rebuilding? It's not a surprise. I mean, the talk around here daily is about how much Daryl Morey and uh, Vertada did not get along at all. There was constant skirmishes going on behind the scenes that kept getting out. Um, <laughs> did you hear about all the time around here? Fatata's crazy. That dude bought the Rockets. He's he's he. That dude's insane. He really is. Um, Maury, you know, great GM. Did some great things. Uh, I think it was time to move on, though. I think it's kind of time to move on. Uh, there's already rumors talking around here talking about that the Knicks are interested in Russell Westbrook. If they can really? unload, if they can unload that uh, that contract to the Knicks, that'll be a great benefit to the Rockets. They can start rebuilding if they do that. If not, they're screwed for the next couple of years. They don't have any salary cap. That's mm-hmm. true. But, sh- but should no they asset start- and no assets either. But should they start thinking about rebuilding? Is it time to let the Harden project go? I'm never been a big Harden fan. I think he's a great player, but I'm not a big fan. I, I'm not a Rockets fan either, so it's, it's easy for me to say tear it down. Okay. All right. John, throw it up to you, man. New GM. He's got a heck of a roster right now, but is it time to start rethinking about rebuilding this team? I mean, I don't necessarily – yes, but I don't necessarily think it's like – Harden's fault I think it's these these guys that they bring in so they brought in Chris Paul they brought in Westbrook they kind of bring in these guys that kind of want to be the man themselves like I think they need like more complimentary players rather than let's bring in another guy who's who's got to have the ball at the end of the game so then it's you know who's going to take the shot mm-hmm. like uh you know th- think about like uh, Damian Lillard up in Portland he's got CJ McCollum as is you know Robin as it were Mm-hmm. And you never hear them. In, it, it's just like they're kind of A and B, and that they know their roles. And he's and McCollum will still, you know, drop forty a night if he had to. Yeah, somebody like that, or like a, even a Dwayne Wade. Like you know what I mean? He, when LeBron came in, he kind of stepped aside a little bit. I think yeah. you kind of need that kind of player rather than a Chris Paul and a Westbrook who are kind of I don't want to say hard headed, but you know what I mean. They both uh, they, they they want the ball at the end. They do. They're, they I, were a Chris Paul hamstring away from a championship in Houston, though. If he, wanted, were. if he wanted to pull that hamstring in game six, they'd have won that. Yeah. Chris Paul always got hurt in the playoffs. He did. We got hurt all the time, I feel like, anyway. But I'm, I am actually – I'm going to uh, say it's time to tear it down myself. I, I'm, I'm not saying that Harden is past his prime or anything like that. But, I mean, you, get, you drop Westbrook's contract somehow. You get some kind of good 
trade value for James Harden. And I think it's time to start rebuilding this team. I'm not saying that Harden can't play or anything like that, or you could put complimentary players around him that he wouldn't do well. I just don't see, I would get a new coach. I, I would, I would change all the atmosphere. I would change the culture and I'd be like, you know, we're, we're starting fresh guys. You know, we're going to, we're going to deplete our cap space and we're going to do everything we can to get some uh, players in here, get some draft picks and just start fresh and let it be. I'm not spread. I'm not saying that Harden isn't, a great player. I just don't know if he can get to the Rockets to the championship. That's just my thought. Well, the big rumor around here um, is that Jeff Van Gundy is going to be the next head coach. So wow, he was almost the head coach this last go around. Um, mm-hmm. Came down to him and uh, and Tony. But uh, I, you know, and if he comes on, they're going to be very defensive oriented. So let's they will be very interested to see how that goes with Harden. That dude, don't get me wrong, he's a lot better defense than he used to be, and he doesn't get enough mm-hmm. credit for the defense he does play. I think he's not an all. He's mm-hmm. not, not a <laughs> he's not good at defense <laughs> but uh, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out uh, jesse would argue that one block apparently he had over this playoff season but he's not here to argue it so it's all right we'll keep moving on okay so i'm imp- i read this article cbs sports and i was totally fascinated by it but at the same time i just don't know if it's the right move as a whole anyway the heat are prepared to roll out the red carpet to bring over Giannis, and i like it i like it a lot but is it the right move right now for the heat john I mean, I don't think it's necessary, but I'm sure they're going to try to do it. I mean, who wouldn't? But to me, it might. when you bring in somebody like that, I mean, you've got to give up assets or your future a little bit yeah. to try to get him, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. uh, money-wise. Uh, there's also been rumors that uh, uh, DeMar DeRozan Spurs might go there. I, mm-hmm. I think someone like that is a good, like, kind of like I was saying earlier with C.J. McCollum, like a complimentary player to, uh, to their team. You know what I mean? He's got his yeah. little spot up shot. He doesn't, he's not going to drain the bank. I mean, he is, he's aging, but I mean, if they're primed to go right now, somebody like that, I, I mean, I still think they're going to swing and try to get Giannis in there, but I don't think it's necessary. Okay. Cook, what do you think, man? Is Giannis the right move or is it going to mess with the team chemistry? I'm with John. I think they're going to swing for the fence and try to get him for sure. It'll be interesting to see how it, how it fits in with, um, with Butler and everybody on their game. You know, Butler, you know, he didn't, he didn't mesh well in, in Philly with those other two superstars, you know. And so it'll be interesting to see how it, how it meshes with Giannis, if Giannis is going to be – maybe Giannis just kind of easily fade into the background and kind of let him run the show and do what he does, do what Giannis does. But mm-hmm. I don't know, it'll be interesting to see what happens. We're talking about Rosen going from the Spurs there. I, as a Spurs fan, I have no problem seeing Rosen disappear. Yeah, I agree with that too. I like that thought of Rosen leaving. I thought – he wasn't as much a player as I thought he was going to be when he came over to the Spurs. But before I leave this quick segment real fast, the point I want to make with this is the fact that teams do this every year. Teams that are just a hair or a step short of a championship want to completely change their roster for a superstar that's available. And I feel like it messes with their team chemistry. Is that overdone too much, John? Or is that just, you know what, we have to do, get the best player we can to make this a championship team? Yeah, I, I mean, it, people are just swinging for the fences. They're like, oh, I, if, if we – they just think if I just, you know, put in this missing uh, superstar into our puzzle, then everything's going to work it out. But, you know, a lot of times with these superstars, there's egos involved and things don't mesh. Uh, I, I, I think – I mean, if, I, I don't want to keep harping them, but you go back to, like, the Spurs. I mean, they, they draft players. They, you know, they're, they're homegrown. They, mm-hmm. And they, they rarely are – are huge active uh, in the free agent market. Like Aldridge was their biggest get ever. Yeah. And that was what, I don't know, seven or eight years ago. Yeah. They, they, uh, they just kind of do it from within. 
uh, a lot of these player uh, teams don't don't do that. They like Lakers and uh, Heat, even for a little Philadelphia. You know, they they try to swing at these uh, big free agents. Golden State, New Jersey. Yeah, I think you made a good step with Philadelphia. I think they they took a step back after that first year with Embiid and Simmons. They tried to make some big sure. offseason moves, and that whole team I thought regressed instead of going forward. Cook is the whole superstar addition overdone and overrated. Well, it's just kind of where, you, you know, people get to where they think they're just like that one missing piece away. You know, everybody yeah. thinks they're that one missing piece. And if they can get them, then they think they'll make it. But you have to give up so much for these guys that it's 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 bam or bust. I mean, if you don't win it, then you're screwed for the next four or five years on your fan base. And I'm not a, I'm not a fan of that. I don't agree with that. I would not want to sell out for – if I had a team that I thought, okay, we have some legitimate uh, possibilities of having some, uh, you know, a good run for several years – Mm-hmm. And if we have another piece, we can add some, maybe another mid-level player or something like that to kind of help with that longevity. Then great. I'm not. I wouldn't want to sell that future for one year to give it a shot. I'm, yeah. I'm just not down for that. I'm not down for it either. I think. I mean, you're talking about. I mean, he won two games without. I mean, Bam and without Drogic. I mean, you're talking about you won two games against the Lakers. Imagine you had the full roster. What would that look like? Maybe you don't win, but maybe you push it to seven, and you know, maybe you push it all the way to you know almost a championship but yeah i don't think i'm not a fan of this move and but we'll see what happens in the off season but let's keep moving along major league baseball guys i am not gonna lie i'm totally impressed with both lcs's this year both went to seven both were entertaining series i mean you had the alcs one team won three the next one won three you had a game seven it was really really good i watched the uh braves and dodgers game seven which i thought was really good anyway cook you watch more baseball than anybody. I know there's a game one going on tonight right now. I don't know what the score is. I have to look at it. But give me your initial thoughts of the matchup and give me your early favorite. Well, I will preface this with that I hate the Dodgers. So <laughs> I uh, Sorry, Dodgers fans. Yeah, I can't stand the Dodgers. Just I'm still irking over Kurt Gibson. Uh, by the way, the Dodgers are winning 2 nothing in the fourth. So okay. um, it's a little frustrating to see that. So <laughs> I, I think it's – I think it's – I think – I think the Dodgers are going to win the World Series this year. I think they are. Yeah. Um, I would love to see the Rays win it, but I think the the Dodgers are going to win. Regarding the LCSs, I really, really wanted to see the Strohs and the Dodgers match up in the World Series. Those two hate each other, and it would have been a lot of fun to watch that. We talked briefly about that before the show, about those dudes just hate each other. After 2017 and the beginning of this season, everything went down, and every time they play each other, throwing at each other, it would have been nice to see. Um so, yeah, I'm looking forward to baseball season next year. I was reading earlier that Mansfield was talking about he wants to implement this playoff format going going forward and the extra inning stuff as well. Yeah. And the double header. Oh, really? He wants to implement all those things that were changed this year going forward and not make it just a one-year thing. So, no. I think that, that helps baseball a lot, in my opinion. I, I think that should – go ahead. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the baseball season this year. I watched more baseball this year than I have in a long time. I love the I love the extra inning things a whole lot. I think they make it so interesting – uh, how they set that up. Anyway, before we get too far into that, John, ALS, I mean, World Series matchup, early thoughts. Who's your favorite? Give me some thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I kind of discounted the Dodgers in the beginning, uh, but, I mean, I just think they're they're just loaded. Uh, the Rays, you know, I think they'll win a game or two in there, but uh, Dodgers are going to be too much for them to handle, I believe. Okay. Offense, defense, everything. Okay. Yeah, I hope the Dodgers win and then we find out there was some sort of scandal later. <laughs> Stealing signs. <laughs> you, you hate really hard, man. Kurt Gibson, it happened a long time ago. You have to let go of the path. Live in the now. Live in the now, man. Live I'd live in the, in the now. now by if I saw Kurt Gibson, I'd sweep the leg. God. Wow. <laughs> Dang. 
No mercy, huh? No mercy. Strike first, strike hard. No mercy. I mean, I'm sure MLB's happy though. They, I mean, to COVID and the bubble and everything. I mean, they got two number ones in there. That's. I mean, it kind of after everything boiled down, we got what we kind of expected. Yeah, we did. So and. and Kudos to MLB. They're going to allow 50% capacity on fans. I did not know that, but they're going to allow 50% fan capacity at Globe Live Field. So kudos to them doing that. So my, I saw this matchup, and I really liked it. So first of all, the payroll difference is, is like astronomical. The Rays' payroll is like $28 million, and I think the Dodgers is like $100-plus million. Completely crazy um, as far as that's concerned. I'm trying to keep, stay under control with that, Cook. Thank you very much. Um, and then that, <laughs> I think this is going to go seven. I really do. I think Really? I think it's going to go seven because of the Rays pitching. I think the Rays starting pitching is stronger. I think, but I think that the, um, what I'm trying to say, the closers and the mid relief for the Dodgers is much stronger uh, towards the end of the, uh, closing innings. I think the offense is comparable to each other. I think that the Dodgers have a leg up. I mean, Bellinger hit that home run in game seven. Yeah. I was like, dude, crushed it. Sam Bellinger. Dude, crushed it. I was like, totally. I was like, I mean, he just walked it down too. I was like, dude, man, you better go before you get plunked to get chased down. Anyway, I've got Dodgers in seven. Seventh game is going to be exciting. Hopefully Kershaw will win this thing and he can ride off into the sunset and finally be a Hall of Famer. Look, I want to uh, get a bell or something. And every time you say, I can't stand somebody, I want to just ring it or uh, keep tally <laughs> or something. All the people you can't stand. Yeah. You were, you know, how I thought were was you funny? so I thought how, wrong I thought, how, I thought how wrong you like, what are you talking about? I don't know. All these people have dissed you in some way. I don't know. I just don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing personal. I don't like it them. Sounds, I don't, but it's, it sounds personal. Wait, though. wait, wait. Look, the Chiefs are personal, personal and the Dodgers are personal, okay? Those two are personal. I have listened to these episodes. You have, on more than one occasion, said you would punch Rick Fox in the face if you just <laughs> met him on the street. The guy's out with his family, and you're just going to walk up to him and punch him. Okay, maybe that I have sounds some, personal. Maybe you have some issues. Maybe there is some stuff there. I do find it funny that Bellinger dislocated his shoulder on his little home run celebration. I thought that was I just saw that, too. I thought, was that crazy? Moron. Oh, man. We're going we're gonna to skip this question because I think we can – We'll talk about it every time because I want to get this short little segment before we hand it over to John and his part. Okay, you hit a home run in the playoffs. What is your home run trot, Cook? What are you doing? Are you staring this down? Are you flipping the bat? What is your home run trot, man? You act like you've been there. You just run around the bases, and then you celebrate when you get to home plate. What? Yep. You're telling me you crack a home run in game seven. You take the lead for your team, and you're not going to watch that thing? You're not going to watch that thing? I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to Joe Carter run around the bases like he did when they won the world. Hook, you're going to break dance down the whole thing. (laughs) I've played sports with you. I know how you act. I could never do anything to show. I would never do anything to show anybody up on the other team. Oh, that is a lie. I've, I've been there. I would spike the bat in the catcher's face and then slowly walk to first base. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I would okay. turn around, and say something to the catcher, spike the bat in his face, and then I'd slowly go to first base. And I, I might You're, it might take me ten minutes to get around the bases. You won't remember the the rest of the game after your next at bat. Oh, no, this is walk off. Hitting you right? right in the temple. This is a walk off. Okay, uh, okay, okay. Liter- All right, John. Literally, it's going to be a walk off. <laughs> I'm going to wait the whole time. I'm going to use the whole time I can give me. John, what's your home run shot, man? You knock one off the park, get the lead. What's going on? I'm just staring at the pitcher. I give him a thumbs up, and then I slowly rotate it to a thumbs down. <laughs> and then I just start doing my dance. Oh, shoot. You have nowhere okay, so to I talk. Never, 
I never played like baseball uh, a, a much uh, like on a team organized, right? So yeah. I don't understand. <sighs> I, I never have understood it. Why are baseball players so sensitive to these things? Like any other sport, they trash talk you to your face, football, basketball. You do a little bat flip and you're going to get hit in the head next time you're up at bat. I don't understand why they get so upset about this. It's a lot of the old school guys. They think you're disrespecting the, the game. What, what are you old school now? I mean, baseball's been around for over 100 years. Like, I know, but the, it, you're seeing it change. The younger guys that are coming in now, they're, they're, their attitudes are changing. And, you know, there's a lot of more bat flips. I mean, hell, some of these bat flips, the damn bats get thrown 15, 30 feet in the damn air. I mean, it's yeah, they do. yeah, they do. You know? They do. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, a lot of those guys who, you know, who have been in the league now for like 15 years and are starting to get towards the twilight of their career, those guys are the ones who are getting disrespected about that kind of stuff. It's the older I mean, guys. you'll be watching the game, the crap, and the guy will hit a home run, and he's just like, looks at it for two seconds they're like "Uh oh he stared at that a little too long i'm like what i didn't even yeah, notice it's quirky baseball's quirky <laughs> about that kind of stuff I'm like man. come on i okay i can get it during the regular season i mean it's a home run i would be like cook regular season i'm gonna take the hit and i'm gonna try like i normally would if it's a playoff walk-off i'm staring that thing down i'm sorry if i oh, crack yeah. the bat and it's going over the fence i'm staring that thing down and then i'm walking i may not flip the bat but i'm at least gonna watch that thing fly out of the sky so what That's if just, you just, you know, you hit the home run and you just kind of slowly take your gloves off and you put them neatly in your pocket. Okay. The, the, the catcher would and, tackle you. And then you just kind of <laughs> stretch a little bit and then take, you know, a slow, fast walk. Is there any kind of like penalty for that? Or like, can you be like, I don't know, if you take too long to walk? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know what the rule is on that. I'm sure there's some sort of time frame on it. There has to be. Otherwise. Like if you just sat down on home plate and just did nothing yeah or you know what if after you rounded first you like got on all fours and you just like whizzed on it like a dog each place you know? uh, that might get you plunked that one might get you plunked pretty i don't know good. if you'd make it around the bases you might be you might be blind the next time you come up to the plate yeah, so you might, you might be dead <laughs> no. Let's keep moving. Wait, wait, wait. Before, before we go any further, I know we're, we're trying to keep things moving. I'm just going to mention something here. John has no – you can sit there and blast me about I played sports with you. I play, you got to remember, I've been on the team with you as well. Not Did I say that I don't trash talk? I didn't I, say that. I just think, that. I'm just going to bring this up. There was a game that here we, we played. <laughs> and he was running – the whole team was running their mouth, but John was running his mouth a lot. And the referee said, I don't want to hear another negative comment out of any of you. Shut yeah. your mouths. And the very next play, John does. I don't even. I think you even. I think you even got a sack or something like that, or something happened. Yeah. You go, you're a bunch of really nice guys. <laughs> I didn't say anything bad. Yeah, you're the biggest smartass I know. Besides LP Garcia, besides LP Garcia just, you are definitely. I'm not denying that. Okay, all right, but there you go. I tried to get. I was never gifted athletically. I had to use the Reggie Miller mental get in there irritation. I was the irritant. Oh man, dude! Okay, we're talking about that. Strong irritant. Oh man, I was. All right, let's keep moving on. John, you have another uh, carry ode segment. You want to throw out there? What is it? It's. I got another segment. It's not really an ode to carry. Uh, Okay. This one is. This one came up because this is something like uh, my son and I like once or twice a year. We'll we'll bring this topic up and we Google it and we get the information and. I'm amazed by these, these stats every time. This is about Wilt Chamberlain, right? Okay. Like he is a freak of nature, this guy. So these are just some oddball stats about Wilt Chamberlain. Okay. All right. Oh he was six feet when he was only 10 years old. And he was oh. six foot 10 when he was a high school freshman. 
Think about that. Wow. He's in the Volleyball Hall of Fame. He, uh, he holds the record for most 30-point, 30 30-rebound 30 games with 124. To put that in perspective, all other NBA players combined have only done it 32 times, and he's done it 124 times. Uh, he's one of only two players in history to record a double-triple-double, so you have to score 20 Okay. For all your stats, so 20 points, 20 rebounds, 20 assists, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the only other person to do it was Russell Westbrook in 2019. All right? Uh, Wilt did not sleep the night before and was hung over during his 100-point game that everyone knows about. Yeah. Uh, he went to the free throw line 32 times. Think about that. 32 times, and he made 28 of them, and he shot them granny style because he was too hung over to, like, really put the effort in. And he shot 88% from the free throw line. Why do I suddenly want to YouTube this with this other game? In, in game five of the 1972 NBA Finals, Chamberlain recorded 24 points, 29 rebounds, eight assists, and eight blocks. And he played with two broken hands. He, this won the Lakers, uh, and he got the, the MVP for that. When he played, they didn't uh, keep track of blocks until later in his uh, career. Okay. And it said that he averaged 10 blocks a game, meaning he would have averaged a quadruple double. Now, for perspective, there's only been five quadruple doubles in the history of the league. The last one was 1994 by David Robinson. So it's been 26 years since we've had one. He would have averaged it. So this guy is crazy. All right, two quick ones and I'm done. Okay. Uh, uh, 1961, he played against Bill Russell, who was his, you know, kind of adversary for the, his career. Yeah. Uh, he scored – he got 55 rebounds in that game. 55, which is still a record that stands today. And now this one's the crazy one uh, out of all those crazy ones. In 1961, he averaged 48.5 minutes a game. Now, there's only 48 minutes in a game. He got 0.5 higher than there are game, meaning he never left the court for a second, even in overtime. He averaged 25.7 rebounds, 50 points, and he played all 80 games that season, as well as the scoring the 100-point game. Mm -hmm. And he did not get MVP because Bill Russell was Bill Russell and the Celtics were the Celtics. And Bill Russell only averaged 18 points. Uh, and that same year, Oscar Robinson averaged a triple-double which hadn't been repeated until Russell Westbrook did it a few years ago. And he did not get MVP. Neither one of those two dudes, triple-double and 50 points a game, just because uh, Bill Russell's Bill Russell. So anyway, that was it. I just thought those were – every time I read those, I just am amazed, but especially by the, all the, the rebounds. 50, 25 rebounds a game for a season. Volleyball Hall of Fame? Volleyball. Yeah. It, it helps when you're, you know, seven foot tall. That, I'm, I'm scratching my head on the on the, the broken hands. Two broken hands. Two broken man. hands. I was like, what? I, I, I can see one broken hand, but two broken hands? Two broken hands. And then he shot 88% shooting granny style because he was hungover. Wow. Wow. I, you know what? He's, he's not human. He's just not. It's crazy. Like every, like, uh, I'll just bring it up, and I'll just look it up, and every time I'm just amazed by his stats, particularly the rebounding. Interesting. Wow. I'm going to have to look into that more often. I, I know he was a great – he's a freak of an athlete, obviously, with all the stats he had. But I've never really actually dug into too many of his extra stats, I guess, over his career. No. So, man. Crazy. 
Nice, nice segment. I'm going to have to give mad props to Will Chamberlain. So yeah, That's amazing. It is amazing. So we'll keep moving on, though. So college football, guys. You know, there was a lot going on this weekend. And going into this weekend, there was a lot of good Pac-12. matchups. <laughs> hey, hey, man. Hey, let me Wait, get you, I didn't hear anything. Did you, you hear something? Anything? No, I didn't hear anything. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. My bad. I thought I heard something too. There was a chance for some some of these teams out there that I was hoping were going to be for real. And obviously the first one that came to mind was the Bama-Georgia game. I wanted to see Georgia go toe-to-toe with Bama. I wanted to see them win. I say win the game. I wanted to see them make Bama win the game. And um, I didn't see that. Before I go too far into that, what did y'all think? Did y'all watch the game? What did y'all think about that ball game? I watched it. Uh... Yeah, I mean, they hung with them for a half, but then, you know, Alabama's going to be Alabama. They just, they, you know, you got to, you got to play like, give a hundred percent and then some to beat Alabama. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even in this crazy year uh, without everything, I think it's going to be a really up and down year for a lot of teams, but Bama stacked, man. I mean, they got Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, John Mechie. I mean, all these guys are going to be first Mitchie round when good. they go. Mitchie played good, too. And Najee Harris. They, I mean, they just – think about it, They just lost Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs, and then they just reloaded again. And, mm-hmm. I mean, their wide – their offense is just stacked. And Mac Jones is playing great back there. God, that dude's a better quarterback than I gave him credit for. Remember, Cook, beginning of the season, we talked about that freshman actually taking over, but Mac Jones mm-hmm. is proving me completely wrong. Did you watch the game, Cook, and what did you think? I did watch the game. And it's just, you know, typical Alabama crap. You know, those guys just uh, – <laughs> It's just, uh, you know, they're the evil empire of college football, man. There's nothing you can do about it. They just, they just, their talent is ridiculously stacked. I mean, it's just, I thought Georgia was going to win that game going into it, you know, drank the Kool-Aid on that one. But, uh, yeah, uh, didn't see it happening toward in the second half and Bama just started separating. It's, uh, it's interesting. I, Bama and Clemson in a, in a national title game looks pretty good right now. It does look pretty good right now. I have to agree with that. I was like, so just- the fifth year in a row or something. Yeah, I was so disappointed by Georgia's defense. That's what shook me the most was the defense in the second half. I, I saw Nick Saban make adjustments and, and play great defense second half, and I saw Georgia not do the same thing and not be physical with Bama. And that's what I want to see. I want to see Georgia go physical toe-to-toe with Bama and make them win that ball game. And freaking Steve Sarkeesian is doing a great job with this offensive coordinator. I thought he was going to – how do I say implode on himself the way he was a few years ago, but the dude is back to where he was as a premier OC and he's got that Bama offense going. There were sometimes, dude, I was just like, he would single up Waddle or Devonte Smith and be one-on-one and they would win the matchup. And the dude has yeah. gone for 80 yards. And I, I don't know what else to say, except for Steve Sarkeesian is doing a great job with that offense. And Waddle's just ridiculous. That dude has got speed for days. I mean, it's just, it's just ridiculous. All the receivers. I mean, it's crazy. It is. It's a good team. Anyway, another game, guys, moving forward to – I thought the team was going to be for real was UNC. UNC was going to go down to Florida State. I thought Florida State was going to put up a fight in the first half, and then they would remember that they were Florida State right now. UNC would roll, and that would be the end of it for Saturday Night Football. But UF, F, FSU showed up. All of a sudden, it was like 31-10 to 10 or something like that, and FSU was up. I didn't see that happening. UNC made a comeback, but still, they didn't get over the top. Cook, did you watch it, and did you take anything away from it? I didn't watch that FSU UNC game at all. I did see the highlights. Um, you know, it, we kind of talked about that in our in our preview stuff beginning beginning of the season. I thought FSU was a little tougher than what people were getting on credit for. 
Um, they're mm-hmm. playing, you know, they're not playing the greatest, but they did stand up in that game. So it was interesting to see that. So, I'm not sold on UNC though. I'm just not. You're not. You're not. Not at all. No. I was I was drinking the Kool Aid going into this game. <laughs> I was drinking the Kool Aid on UNC. The first few games I was not, and then I was like, you know what? If they go to FSU. It's a stepping stone. FSU is a solid program. They've been a national power for a long time. If you go down the road, you take care of business down there, I'm, I'm buying UNC. And then they flopped. John, no? Uh, no, I mean, I, I was actually kind of surprised that they were ranked as high as they were. It was one of those, I kind of looked, and I was like, oh, wait, how did USC, uh, UNC get to number five? Mm-hmm. I mean, then, but then when you look at they, I mean, they played Syracuse, BC. I mean, Virginia Tech's not who Virginia Tech used to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, FSU, I mean, they're really, the, they hit the hard ones at the end of the season when they run into Notre Dame and Miami, but that's late, late in this season. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I definitely don't think they should have been number five. I agree with you on that point. I don't think they should be number five either. I'm thinking like nine, 10, 11, somewhere in that, in that range right sure. there. And that's what I wanted them to go down and prove to me that they could win a game like FSU. Yeah, you're right. FSU isn't FSU, but a win like that is just a stepping stone. It's, a, it's in your head as a player and a program. Like, hey, sure. we, went down, we took care of business. We went down there. We played who we played on our schedule, and then we won the ball game. A few more notable games, too, as we're moving on, guys. Miami and Pitt, Tennessee versus Kentucky, and A&M versus Mississippi State. I wanted to see what was going to happen with these guys because either they were coming off tough losses or they were coming down from a big win. And what impressed you out of these three games, guys, that you saw going? I'm shocked at that Kentucky game, man. I was surprised yeah, to see that. Kentucky for sure. That was a surprise to me. A&M, I wanted to see a little more out of them. Um, I, you know, I'm wrong. A win's a win. You need the win, and you never know what's going to happen with it. With the with the Mike Leach team, you know, it's always some chaos involved there. So the fact that they won the game is great. I, I still am a little uh, want to see them run the ball more, though. I'm with you, so so I want to see them put their hand in the dirt and run the ball more with Spiller. Mm-hmm. I think they can do a um, better job. And it's it's scary. I was Sunday morning. I was watching some of the, the shows, and I heard a couple of uh, guys mentioned and was a dark horse for the playoff. And I'm like, oh man, don't see. Yeah, that. I know. I saw the same thing too. I was like, please don't jinx me right now. <laughs> that on me. Uh, John, what impressed you about these three games? Uh, definitely Kentucky. Uh, I mean, we I, we kind of discussed it last time I was on about Tennessee. I, I think – I don't remember how it came up, but we were talking about how Tennessee was, you know, good. But I said that they always have one or two games a season that they kind of lose one that you think they should win. And, and I think that was one of it right there. Uh, now, Miami beating Pitt, I think that shows us that Miami is still good. And, you know, playing Clemson is hard. Yeah, you, you know, a lot of people are going to lose to Clemson. Yeah. Like, Miami's still good. <laughs> yeah. They just look silly next to Clemson, but Clemson's going to make everybody look silly. Yeah. I, I was taken away by that Kentucky defense. I was blown away by that Kentucky defense. Because whenever they beat Mississippi State the week before and they held them to like a touchdown or something like that, I thought maybe that was just a fluke thing. Mike Leach had a bad week, something like that was going to happen. But when they went down to Tennessee – and dominated basically that whole game. I think they had three or four picks. Two of them were pick sixes. Totally impressed by that defense as a whole. Mike Stoops over there is doing a really good job with that program. But then, I mean, same thing that you're saying, John. Tennessee, I mean, that big loss coming to Georgia, coming back home and regroup, you should have that win. Maybe yeah. it's a tough one, but you should get that W. Now, same thing, A&M impressed me too because I thought the A&M psyche, they were going to come down, they were going to play to Mississippi State's level, and yeah. they weren't going to show up. But they put their hands in the dirt, and they finally ran the ball. And I know only – Mond only threw the ball, what, three, 23 times? But if you only throw the ball 23 times and dominate the line of scrimmage, I would have that all day long. And Elko with that defense controlling the air raid That's was it. impressive. Controlling yeah, the area was impressive. It was. Yeah. Run that ball, rely on that defense. I mean, Spiller is looking 
all world right now. And I, I didn't think much of him at the beginning of the season and one part of last year, but he's looking great. And they better not blink on Arkansas because they're playing a lot better than Yeah, Arkansas is dangerous this week. Dude, yeah. Arkansas could not believe they beat Ole Miss. Did not see that. I thought Ole Miss was going to roll them, and they played some solid defense also. I'm interested to see with that Arkansas coming down to college. I think that's going to be a, a good game. That's going to be a really good game. So, oh, man, this is part of the show I don't want to talk about. So, apparently, the Big Ten is going to start their season – and there's not a lot of big games opening week for the Big Ten season, but, but Michigan and Minnesota. Um, and I saw the matchup, eh, they're going to play in Minnesota. I'm not too overly whelmed with this matchup. Cook, did you like it? I mean, does this happy at all to you? I really haven't paid much attention to the Big Ten. Did, they, did, did Michigan announce who their starting quarterback was? Did they go with McCaffrey? I don't know yet. I think they're announcing it this week. Okay. I, if they go with McCaffrey, I like their chances against Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. Michigan can beat. Minnesota, you would think, but I mean, with all these layoffs and all the stuff, I mean, you never know. Yeah. So my question really to you guys going into this Big Ten season, is it Ohio State's conference to lose or is there a contender that you see anywhere? No, it's Ohio State. I don't see, I mean, Penn State's going to try, but I mean, they don't even, they're, they're running back in the out with like a medical condition. He is. Yeah. Uh, Journey yeah. Brown. So, yeah. I mean, it, uh, I don't really see them have Michigan, I guess, is the big stumbling block, but I don't think that's going to be a problem. It's going to be freaking Ohio State in the playoffs again. Yep. Oh, yeah, probably so. I'm, I don't want to get on this bandwagon. I don't know bandwagon, but I guess Ohio State basically winning the Big Ten again. I'm hoping that trip to Penn State, I hope Ohio State trips and falls there and sees what happens. I would love to see somebody else besides Ohio State coming out of that conference, but it's theirs to lose. It really is. There's nobody else right there in that conference. And, man, Ohio I got a question State for you. again. So if, if Ohio State crushes Michigan again, again this year, is that Harbaugh's last year? Mm. That's a good point. It could point. be easy. I mean, he's, he's, I don't know, he's kind of grumpy boy a lot. I think they're, they're probably getting tired of him. Yeah. It'd be interesting. I think so. I think so. I think he's going to wear his welcome like he did in San Francisco. Yeah. Remember how they were towards the end of that? He just grinds on people. He does. Mm-hmm. And I think if, if he doesn't get over the top of that, I think so too. I think he's pretty much done. So, I mean, you've got to beat Ohio State. It's the same thing. I mean, if it's A&M and Texas, you have to beat Texas. It's the same thing. If you're Auburn, Alabama, you've got to beat Alabama to keep your job. It's just the way it is. So, before we move on to the segment, did anybody catch that Coastal Carolina and Louisiana game? Anybody catch it at all? Anybody watch the Sunbelt Conference? I love the Sunbelt Conference. Where, where do you watch so Sunbelt games? On Friday, Friday, Thursday and Friday nights. Sunbelt Conference. Those things? Yeah, okay. ESPN. They're so good. Coastal so with, Carolina on is Friday nights now. with the high school games? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I watch I love the Sunbelt Conference right now. Talking about old man football TV. <laughs> Sunbelt. I don't even think I can name three people in the Sunbelt. Three teams in the Sunbelt. <laughs> hey, okay, first of all, Louisiana was ranked. I think they were ranked 21, I think, going into the game, 20 or 21. Coastal Carolina went on the road and beat them. They're going to probably have a rematch in the Sunbelt Conference Championship. Coastal Carolina beats – oh, who did they beat? Kansas State. Was it Kansas State or Kansas on the road? Kansas on the road. Okay. Coastal Carolina. Kansas. Coastal Carolina in the playoffs. Coastal Carolina undefeated. Wait. Sunbelt Championship. Put them in the playoffs. Like – like the big boy playoffs or like the, the, like the big boy playoffs? Are we, what, a, we, what a minute. Do we expand oh. to 16 teams? <laughs> Dude, wow. I thought there was only four. There's only I four. Mean, let them in. I'd let them in if there were 16. Let them in. If there were 16 teams, I'd let them in. 
they're undefeated. They're, they're going to win the Coastal Sunbelt Conference. Let them uh, in. Kansas. Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina. Come on now. Is it basketball? Kansas. <laughs> Kansas. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Hey, I'm trying like, to get some. When you're hey, tired of your some... most impressive win of the season against Kansas. <laughs> hey, they weren't supposed to the win. They weren't supposed to do it. Okay. Same thing on the road. They weren't supposed to beat Louisiana. Here they are. They're undefeated. They're four and zero, five and zero right now. Coastal Carolina, dude, get on the bandwagon right now. Get you a shirt. Coastal Carolina, get on it right now. Sunbelt Conference. All right, let's do it. So what I'm hearing is they'll beat those North Dakota State boys. No, I didn't say that. I just say get on the bandwagon. What's their mascot? Do you do you even know? The chant the chandeliers or whatever they're chandeliers? called. Chandeliers? Is that what you said? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the chandeliers? Yeah, no, the chandeliers. I'll get to that. I'll figure it out. Before the okay, show. Don't sure. worry. Don't I'm worry. Gonna, I'll put you on blast there. Yeah, do that. Do that. I'm not going to worry about it. Let's go. Sunbelt Conference. Watch it. Friday nights. Okay. Better Thursday, than unicorns. Friday, Friday it. nights. All right. Watch Better it. Okay. Sunbelt Conference. All right. Here we go. Last segment, guys. NFL Week 6. There was all kinds of stuff going on. Same thing. There was a lot of teams out there, a lot of games out there that I was looking to see teams really impress me. And I was disappointed by some and impressed by others. Cook, give me some initial thoughts from week six. What did you see? What impressed you? Uh, Tampa Bay beating the Packers down like they did. I thought was pretty good. Um, it was interesting to see that. Um, I was still impressed. The Chiefs are the Chiefs. You know, now they, they rebounded from their loss to the Raiders last week. Yeah, uh, that's they got, hard to do. Got it put to them. That's that's hard to do. You know, the, you know <laughs> it's one of those things. You go in, you go into Las Vegas, you expect to roll them fools, and you get beat by it by a team yeah. of that caliber, and you're like, man, that 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 kind of stinks stinks with you for another couple of weeks. So to see them rebound yeah. this week and win was a. Uh, was impressive to see um, <laughs> las vegas is is not Oakland. it's the new this is the new era but the uh, uh <laughs> i was expecting more out of the broncos patriots game i'll be honest with you that game was boring as hell oh god i couldn't watch we it. lost sosa man that, we he's lost gone. I don't know what he's happened. down uh, <laughs> <laughs> i did not watch the Texans game live i did watch it because i recorded it i saw the second half i didn't see it live but uh why did you miss uh, part of it? I was taking a nap. You were taking a nap. Yeah, I was, that's a nap. I was tired. That's dedication right there. That's right. Hey, my team's on. They're only on for three hours. Oh, every I had, I had like an hour of sleep. Now. I'm getting like an hour or two hours of sleep every night to last. Uh-huh. So you hours. chose that time to take a nap. Yeah, that's true. There's other there's other hours during the day, Cook. You know, I'll sleep. Look, I'm I'm just I'm getting my inner Romeo Cornell. I had to go take a nap. <laughs> All right. We're almost the same age. He's 74. I'm 46. We're close. You are close. You are. John, what, what impressed you over the weekend, man? What did you see? Titans. Like, they're looking good. I don't know if that, with that little COVID, they got, like, you know, that extra, like, week and a half that kind of got rested up. A.J. Brown's back. I mean, Henry's running like a monster. You saw what he did to uh, – who, who was the guy that he just – Josh Norman. Josh Norman. Josh Norman. Dude, I mean, that's a great just blasted him. <laughs> Uh, they're looking great. They play Pitt this week. They're the only two undefeateds left in the AFC. So that's, mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a really good game. Yeah. It's going to be a slow uh, number. Yeah. I think that's going to be a fun one. I do too. I think that's going to be a great week seven game. So I was impressed. Okay. First of all, the Chiefs are the Chiefs, right? I was impressed. I'm not going to lie with the Broncos. It was ugly. It was an ugly game. I, mean, I think it was all field goals, I think, if I remember correctly. But the Broncos, game. it was. Broncos, Broncos went down there in Gillette Stadium, and they won. They beat Belichick. I'm totally surprised by Vic Bangio actually beating Belichick. Um, I didn't see what all happened. I don't know if there was a bunch of turnovers. I just saw the score, and I was blown away. So the Browns disappointed me the most out of this week. The Browns not showing up in Pittsburgh is what blew me away. I wanted them to make some noise in the AFC North. I'm not saying that they 
we're going to beat the Steelers. But to make the game interesting or take it down to the wire is what I wanted to see the, Bron- the Browns do because I wanted to see if they were actually legit. Same thing with the U.S. Like we talked about UNC. Are you legit? Are you a real mm-hmm. team? You are in the division, probably the toughest division in football besides the NFC West, and you laid a huge egg, and I was totally disappointed by the Browns. Hey, man, Baker Mayfield is Baker Mayfield. Yep. He remembered he was Baker Mayfield, yeah. that's for sure. He, he is did. exactly who we thought he was, man. That's right. Yep. He was probably shooting – he was probably shooting a progressive commercial during the during the during that game or something because I wasn't impressed at all. Those those commercials are the those, oh here those ding. commercials are so stupid, man. I love those commercials; they're funny. <laughs> they're pretty good. Hey, the dude when he's when he's holding the the grocery bags and he's trying to get in the gate. That's pretty funny. I like the one where the, they're having the book club. Yeah, that's good too. Come on, yeah. Look at no. he's not impressed. I know. Get on the board, man. It's okay if you like the commercials. You don't have to like the player. It's just the commercials. I don't like either. <laughs> Are you a State Farm guy? Is that why it is? I'm a State Farm discount, guy. Discount double check? Is that what it is? You like those better? I like the discount double check. Oh, those are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was also impressed, guys. I keep going. Also impressed by the Bears. The Bears went into Carolina. They got a win. Okay. Yeah. Matt Rule. Matt Rule, you know, has been doing a really good job in Carolina. I was, thought that Carolina was going to pull the upset. I'm not going to lie against the Bears. He doesn't have Holy Ward sprinkle on the team. I mean, they're, they're doing great, but he can't make them into a playoff team this year. There's what no- are you talking about? What are you talking about? Bridgewater's been playing good. The week before, Bridgewater's playing great. The defense was solid. They're playing a lot better. You're, you're playing, playing a lot at better. home. You're playing at home. Dude, I thought they were going to get the W. I thought nice. Nick Foles' magic was going to run out this week, and they were going to get the W. But- that was COVID ranking. They're not that good. Oh, come on. You better give the Carolina Panthers some more respect than that. Matt Rule's going to come to your house. Matt Rule's going to come to your house. Let Matt Rule come over. I'll have him over for dinner. (laughs) You can't give give him cauliflower for dinner, dude. I like Matt Rule. What's the Texans record going to be? Oh, oh, I've already looked. Not eight and eight. We may win three more games, maybe. (laughs) If they they play the Jaguars, I think we'll beat – I I can't remember who it was now. We're going to beat the Jaguars. You, we, might okay. steal, we might steal one of the Colts games. They got a good deal. Maybe. Maybe. Ooh, maybe. Um, I see us getting four wins. Maybe. Nice. Now, if you, ask, no, people no, here, if you ask people around no. here, we're going to go eight and eight and we're going to make the playoffs. Uh, no way. We're going to win four games at the most. And we're yeah. going to top five pick to the Dolphins. Yeah. I was going to say, you know who's the most happy about that? The Dolphins. Dolphins. Dad, your freak relations, Miami. Yeah, there you Thank go, you man. Much. There you go. So, anyway. Last thing I'll talk about, too, is Tampa Bay's defense. Tampa Bay's defense against Green Bay was impressive. Green Bay got out to an early start. They were up 10 to nothing, and then the rest of the wheels came off. Then Tampa Bay's defense dominated. It wasn't even, it wasn't even Tom Brady. It was the Tampa Bay defense that did the, all the work. So, yeah. anyway, NFC North looks very interesting right now with Green Bay and Chicago at the top right there. And, hey, Dolphins and freaking Niners got wins, too. So, all of a sudden, their, inter- their divisions are also very interesting also. So, we'll see what happens with NFC West and AFC East. Tom so Brady looks now. like a more athletic Brad Johnson to me right now. Is Brad Johnson athletic? Well, there you go. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, he's not. There you go. <laughs> what about the uh, NFC East? I mean, like, two wins. Uh-huh. Oh, like, man. Every- How many God wins bless. are the Cowboys are going to have and still win the division? Dude, we're going to have six wins and still win a division. I was uh, pretty disappointed. In, I mean, I'm not a Cowboys fan, but I watched that game last night, and it was just – everyone was like, oh, you know, Dalton, he'll kind of just slide in. He's still got all the weapons around him. And, man, oof, they Dude, look bad. That O-line has been completely replaced. 
the 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 five the starting five team till now, I think everybody's yeah. been replaced except for Steele. Steele, the right tackle, is the only person that's still there. Everybody else is gone. Tyron yeah, Smith, go ahead. I'm just I'm talking about like the chaos in Texas. I mean, you got the Texans who are one and five, and the Cowboys who are two and four. They have literally one win more, but they're leading their division, and they can legitimately make the playoffs. I mean, yes, yeah. they can. Crazy, yeah, definitely yeah. insane. It's the worst division in 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 the yeah, NFL. It used to be the bad. best. It used to be the best division year in year out in the NFL, and it's not that anymore. It's a laughing stock. Anyway, the big news today, of course, was Tua replacing Fitzpatrick. I'm totally surprised. John, what do you think of the news? Yeah, I was. Uh, I- I kind of got a feel for it, you know, when he came in at the end of the game. Uh, I, don't, I caught the very end of it, and Fitzpatrick was kind of like rawing him up, and I was like, ooh, I don't know. <laughs> you, you don't want him to go out there. And then sure enough, they, I think they have a bye this week, and then, yep, he's gone in. I was like, thanks, Fitzpatrick. <laughs> thanks for warming it up for me. I thought that yeah. was garbage. For me. <laughs> really? Yeah, I thought it was trash. I get what uh, they're I, doing, but he's playing well, man. It's just hard for me to see him get replaced like true. that. He is playing. That'd be one thing if they were just getting rolled, but, I mean, yeah. they're, they're doing decent. They're doing decent. He's playing well, and then they just put two in there. That just shows they don't give a crap about the season to me. Okay. You're going to take someone that you know what you got, and you got to throw someone out there that you have no clue what's going on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like Tua. I don't dislike Tua. I, I hope he does well, but it's just I think uh, Fitzpatrick got the raw end of the deal on that. But we, but we talked about the, 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 not the beginning of the show, but before the show, Cook, that the Fitz magic always runs out. Fitz magic always runs out. And then when and, it runs out, oh, you replace him. You ride, so it, you ride the Fitz magic until it's out. And then when it's out, right. you switch it out. It, it's like trying to decide, you know, when to pull your pitcher. It's like, is this the right time? Is he getting a little, you know, weak here? He's kind of mm-hmm. let, letting him out over the plate. It's like, all right, you're out. Man. Okay. All right. I got a feeling that, that, that this was kind of like an agreed upon thing. I, be, I bet Fitz kind of knew this was coming. I don't think this was like, oh, tap you on the shoulder after the game and like, you're done. I, I, I bet he kind of knew this was coming. Oh, I you agree that he knew it was Kudos coming. Kudos to him. I mean, you. I mean, the writing was on the wall. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of sure. if you're playing well, why, why change it? Why, That's, why are we going to change the course right now? I mean, there's no reason to change course if you're in the middle of a division race and you're doing well. Why change course now? Now, if they were two and four, maybe throw into it. Let's go. Let's finish the season up with two. But let the dude write it out. I'm with Cook. Let it write it out, man. So, anyway, we have two more topics before we leave the show. First thing is you alluded to it earlier, John. Big week seven game, Pitt, Tennessee. Early prediction, John, what do you have? I'd like to see Tennessee win. I know Cook's probably not uh, keen on that, but uh, I'm kind of going uh, pro-Tennessee this year since the Texans aren't going to clearly take over that division. Uh, I'd like to see – you know, Steelers are one of those teams. I don't really have anything big against the Steelers, but it's one of those ones that they're always kind of good. So, it's – you know, you kind of want someone else to kind of knock them down at some point. I wanted to. I hope it's a good game, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm kind of going Titans in that one. Okay. I, I bet it's a slugfest, though. Okay. Well, give me a score. You're trying to look in like 21, 24. Yeah, you, you know, thinking? I mean, like a like a 2017 type game or something like that. I, I think it'll be kind of low scoring, you know, gritty, old old school, you know, grinded out games. Okay. All right, Cook, what you got? I'll surprise you a little bit there, John. I'm not anti-Titans just when they play the Texans. I, there's a lot of players on that team that I do like watching play. I like Tannehill. I like watching sure. uh, Henry play. There's a lot of guys on the team to like. I even like their head coach. I love Vrabel. I think he's a, I think he's a great head coach. Why don't you get a room? Uh, you know, he was on our staff. He was in the building. <laughs> oh, yeah, you could have hired him, yeah. You could have hired him instead of Bob. You know, we could have fired Bob and kept him. But, you know, I uh, – I think, the, I think the Steelers have got a little bit of magic going on right now. So, I, I'm, I'm saying uh, Steelers 35-21. Okay. 
Oh, okay. Okay. I'm, <clears throat> I'm going to go with you, Cook. I, I think the Steelers are going to pull this game off. I, I think Tennessee is going to play a heck of a game, and I think Mike Vrabel is going to pull out all the stops as far as his coaching, and I love his coaching style, um, the things that he was on the Texans staff. But I'm going to give the nod to Pittsburgh, and it's going to be a close one. I'm saying 27-24, Pittsburgh, Boswell kicks 40-yard field goal, 35-yard field goal, they win the ball game. Um, I'm impressed. I mean, Pitt did lose, Pittsburgh did lose their inside linebacker, Bush, uh, apparently season-ending injury, but I think the defense as a whole with Watt and uh, Buddy Dupree, I think they're going to be great, and I think they're going to win that game because Lewin is the same as name right, the right tackle for um, Luan. Luan. Yeah, he, right awesome. tackle, he went down, and they don't. I don't know if it's an ACL tear. It's an ACL. Or he's out. Yeah, he's out yeah. for the season. So I think that offensive line is just going to suffer, not terribly, but it's going to be noticeable whenever they're trying to run the ball. You just slide Derrick so, Henry over to tackle during passing, passing situations. <laughs> Do you know where that game is being played? Uh, I do not know. Is it Pittsburgh? I think it is Pittsburgh. Okay. Well, yeah. So, I still think it's going to be good no matter where they are. I think it's going to be a close game, and I think it's going to come down to a field goal, and I think I think that um, Pittsburgh uh, pulls it off. So, before we end the show, though, I want you guys to give me your top four teams. Cook, I'm going to kick it off with you. Give me your top four teams in the AFC and your top four teams in the NFC right now. My top four teams in the AFC, I have the Steelers, Chiefs, Ravens, and Titans. Okay. And then the NFC, I have Seattle, Tampa, Packers, and Chicago. Okay. John, do you have a top yeah. four? It doesn't have to be in any particular order, just top four of each side. Uh, I'm going to go with Tennessee, uh, Chiefs, Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm, gonna go, I'm still going to go with Buffalo in the east over there. Okay. Uh, Seattle for sure. Uh, Packers, Tampa Bay, and then, uh, I don't know, Rams maybe? I, I know they haven't played really well, but I, I, think they still, I think they still can do something there. I was disappointed by their loss on the road to San Francisco. Yeah. It really was, but I'm with you. I think the Rams are playing good ball as a whole, as a unit, as a team. I think they really are. So my top four teams, I think the AFC is pretty easy. I think it's Pittsburgh, KC. Yeah. Tennessee and Baltimore right now. I could see Buffalo at five, though. I like your point, John. I can see them at five. In the NFC right now, it's all Seattle. It's all Seattle right now. If they can get some good people at the trade deadline to sure up that defense, I think it's a, basically a Super Bowl run for them. Um, so Seattle, Chicago, Green Bay. And I'm going to – my fourth seed, I didn't know who to throw in there, so I threw in Tampa Bay just because of that defense and how they, well they played against Green Bay. I was impressed by them, and I did say Tampa Bay um on purpose so uh, Devin White really impressed me as the signal caller under in that game and so hopefully that defense will continue to grow as the season goes along um well, so anyway those are my top four teams final word cook uh not a final word Pittsburgh is at Tennessee that's Ooh, not okay word. so they're like playing that a little bit Tennessee, better so that's a little different I, I, I still think Pittsburgh's gonna win but my final word is Cal McNair please for the love of God please do not bring New England staff here please Please don't do it. New, New England I, I South. I don't want I don't want freaking I don't want them. Go get Eric Bieniemy. Don't screw this up. Go get Eric Bieniemy. What's wrong with New England South? We tried that with Bob. I don't want I don't want that crap. Get it out of here. Okay. So you said no more. No more. You don't want that. You don't want, want that. Eric Bieniemy. I want Eric, Eric Bieniemy. Oh, and um also Eric Bieniemy. <laughs> Do you have anything else to say? Eric, be enemy. <laughs> okay. 
John, you got a final word to close on our show, man. Uh, yeah. Tampa Bay comes to Las Vegas and loses. The Raiders beat them next Sunday night. Call Whoa. Whoa. Wow. Cook, okay, you got anything to say about that? Uh, he's not going to fumble again. Oh, maybe he didn't fumble that last time either. Oh, wow. Mm. <laughs> There's no snow in Vegas. Going. Uh, man. Golly. Y'all like to jab at each other pretty good, don't y'all? That's a lot of years. A lot of years. That's apparently so. A lot of history there. So, okay. I, I, uh, okay, give me a score then, John. If you're predicting the win, give me a score. <sighs> give me something off the top of your head. Raiders over it, top it's of It's going to come down to like a nail biter. It'll be like a, like a 28-27 type thing. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna have to be like late uh, heroics to do it. What's your wow. What's your safety's name? Abram. Oh my God! I, I want to see guy. him throw his body into Gronk. <laughs> this is like you remember Spells used to talk about uh, Blaine Bishop, who used to play for the, the Titans. Yeah. He's one of those guys that will like knock himself out to make a tackle. Like, I, not many people know about this guy, but he is great. He was uh, first round pick last year, broke his collarbone in the very first game of the year, had to miss the whole season. And I have seen him walk off almost every game with some injury, and then he comes back. He just constantly hurts himself, and then he, but he finishes the game. He's the one on that Monday night game against the Saints. He ran into the car that was on the side, the little uh, yeah. camera car. Yeah. And, like, I thought he died. Like, he just <laughs> hit it and rolled over and did not move, and who's, he was back, like, the next Who was that safety the Colts used to have that used to throw his body around? It was always hurt. Sanders? Bob Sanders? Sanders. Sanders. Yeah. Uh, what was his first name? Was it Bob? Uh, Bob. Bob Sanders. Yeah. Bob, Bob Sanders. Sanders. Yeah. 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 Th- those hey, kind of old school. I want to see Abram is. I want to see Abrams and Gronk meet up right over the middle. Mm. Yeah, that'd be nice. He's a ball hawk. Yeah. that. I, I I still love Steve Atwater. He's still one of my favorites oh, to, oh, yeah. to watch. That dude would that hit in the Super Bowl. I'll never forget that. Mm-hmm. I thought two people died that him, day. Him and Dennis Smith <laughs> almost died right there <laughs> on the field. <laughs> I thought they did because that dude laid his own man out. But I still remember that hit from now on. So, and I'll always remember Ronnie Lotts. But cutting his finger off to get back in the ball game. I yep. love that too. So anyway, my final word is it's a bye week, but it's a business week. According to Jimbo Fisher, Aggies keep getting better. Please, please run the ball and keep running the ball down their throat. That offensive line is actually doing something this year. Don't get all pass happy on me. Run the damn ball. Anyway, everybody, that's our episode tonight. Off our game, off our game at gmail.com. Check it out on Facebook. Check it out on Spotify. Thank you, John, for being here again tonight. Thank you again. Thank Cook you. Here. Have a good night, everybody, and thank you for listening.